Let's open our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and the 18th and the 19th verse. 1 Samuel chapter 30, 18th and the 19th verse. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. David recovered all. Open your mouth and say, David recovered all. David recovered all. The grace to recover all. Or the restoring grace of God. Hallelujah. You can call it whatever you like. Hallelujah. This night I feel like to call it the recovering all grace of God. Whatever the devil has taken from you this night. How many of you lift your hands, clap your hands, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph and say, I will recover it all by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor the other day was speaking about recovering it, getting restored. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Holy Spirit sensed this word. Quicken this word into my heart tonight. And I felt, hallelujah, in my spirit, people who have been attacked in their spirit, soul, body, mind, thoughts, whatever ways, what the devil has attacked. Tonight is that night that you are going to attack back in the grace of God. You're going to attack back in the power of the Holy Ghost. You're going to attack back in the anointing of God. We are going to attack back as the church of the living God, united, standing, and to recover back what the enemy has stolen from our lives. Double, the Bible says, David recovered it all. Write your name it and say it. Chaco recovered it all. Grace restores. Grace Cause it to recover it all. Hallelujah. Grace does not make you tired or a failure when the enemy attacks. Grace causes you to rise up and shine back. Tonight, rise up. Shine. Go. Attack the camp of the devil. Hallelujah. And to recover it back. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says David recovered all. There was nothing that he lost, small or great, sons and daughters, neither spoil nor anything that was taken by the enemy that was lost. David recovered it all. Your children, your family, our ministry, our relationships, our church in the city, nothing, hallelujah, is the right of the enemy. Amen. Nothing is, has got the, will have the enemy's fingerprints on it claim on it. We claim it back tonight. Oh, come on, somebody tonight. We claim it back tonight. It's ours. Hallelujah. It's ours in the Lord. It's truly ours. Hallelujah. We are not going to source it to the devil. Praise God. Hallelujah. Grace will enable to recover what the enemy has stolen. Grace will enable to recover it all. Grace will enable whether it is spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, relationally, He will enable you. The grace of God will enable you to recover it all. In 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 1, we see a place called Ziklag. 
Ziklag, where the enemy is attacking David. An unfortunate event, an unseen, an unforeseen time in the life of David. He did not foresee it. He came after a battle, a surprise from the enemy, an onslaught. He did not see it coming. And he's attacked in a place called Siklag. Not where he started, nor when he became the king. An in-between place. He's not at the beginning point of his life, nor is he at the latter part of his life. The place of his destiny. An in-between place is where the enemy attacked David. Tonight, like David, you know, you might be in an in-between place. The Bible scholars believe it was about 29 years. You might be like that in an in-between place. You have dreams, you have aspirations, you have visions. You have stepped out, but you have not reached there. You are somewhere caught in between. Like David attacked. Hallelujah. You might be still walking with God, but you don't feel completed. You don't feel complete, fulfilled, satisfied. You're feeling that you are an in-between place. Everybody say, in-between place. Hallelujah. You have begun by the grace of God, but you have not reached to the point that you should be reached. You're in the wilderness. The Bible says, it was in that place Saul sent his best men or the hit men hallelujah to kill David and David was on the run and he came into a place and camped in a place called Siklag hallelujah and while he and his men had gone for a battle they're coming back they can see the fire rising up in the camp of the where the families where, where the people were where they had camped and when they reached there their wives, the gold, the silver, everything they had was taken away. Just smoke and fire. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine the state of the mind of David and his people? They were warriors in another level. They have seen tragedies and bloodshed before. They have said, they have gone through deaths and defeats and victories before. But this was a defeat that the Bible says they wept and wept and wept and they had no more power to weep anymore. Wow. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel 34 says, David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Powerful. Some of us have prayed through, fasted through. We have seen victories. But what will you do when you hit a tragedy that you never expected? What will you do when you see in the camp that has shocked you? What should you do when you see an awful thing happening in front of you? Bible says, David recovered it all. He turned that awful thing into 
something marvelous, victorious by the grace of God. Tonight, how do you do that in a situation like this? Number one, the first thing that they did is they wept before God. Some people think there is something wrong when you express your emotions. There is something wrong when a tear or a devastation comes through your emotions, through your mind, and the tears start flowing through your uh, uh, face. You think that it is uh, disengaging you from the faith. You think that it is opposite to your faith. You think that, you know, you have made, uh, you, 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 you look like a failure. But the Bible is just saying opposite to that. Bible says, David wept. It is okay to weep sometimes. It is okay to cry. Proud people cannot weep. Pastor said. But sometimes when you look into your life, when you are not quite there where you are supposed to be there, when you are far behind, when you are attacked by something uncertain, there is an uncertain season happening through your life. Suddenly you step into a completely uncertain season and you don't know what to do. It looks like you have reached nowhere. That's the time it's okay to go into the presence of God and weep. Look at somebody and say, it's okay to weep. Hallelujah. My Bible says in Psalm 30, weeping remains, endureth for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tonight I want to tell you, weeping endureth for a night. If there is a day of weeping, Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, afterwards, there is a dawn. There is a morning coming. Hallelujah. Morning is coming. If there is a night, a day, a season of weeping, soon afterward, there is the morning that is going to rise again in your life in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and say, My morning is coming. Hallelujah. Joseph, the Bible says, when he was revealed to his brothers, he lifted up his voice and wept. Hezekiah, when God told him, put your house in order that you're going to die, the Bible says he turned to the wall and wept. And God extended his life. The Bible says Jesus came at the tomb of Lazarus and he wept. There is nothing wrong in weeping. Hallelujah. Where we make a mistake is where our weeping will lead us to unbelief. Like in Numbers chapter 13, the Bible says the people of Israel, it's, the Bible says when they saw the giants, they come back, came back and wept and said, it was better that we were in Egypt. Their weeping led them into unbelief. That to self-pity, into loneliness, into isolation, into belittling themselves, into a distortion image of themselves into a place of fear and unrest and unsettling. That's not the weeping God wants you to have. God wants you to have faith tears. 
A tears that will strengthen you before God. A tears that will take you to the next level. A tears that will give you the faith, hallelujah, to cross that Red Sea. A tears that will give you solutions. A tears that will move the heart of God. A tears that will bring a Samuel, hallelujah, out of a barren heart. A tear that will come out of a barren season. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody tonight. A tear that you will like Rachel, you said, unless you bless me, unless you give me children, I will die. That kind of a a tear that will lead you into your destiny and victory. A tear that you will say, enough is enough. It's time for me to see my miracle. Come on somebody tonight. God is giving you somebody such kind of strength and faith tonight and say, enough is enough. I'm going to see my miracle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That kind of a hallelujah bursting forth into the presence of God. Hallelujah. David wept. <coughs> but his weeping was one of hope and faith. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, the Bible says, David once was attacked in a place called the Valley of Baca or the Valley of the Mulberry Trees. We know the story. The Philistines came and attacked him. He renamed the place the Valley of Raphaim, the Valley of Giants is the Valley of my breakthrough, Valley of Balparazim. But the Bible says the enemy came to attack him second time. And the Bible says it was in the Valley of Baca. And the Bible says, it's the valley of tears. Baka means tears. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 says, there is a time to weep, but there's also a time to laugh. When he was going through this valley, the Lord spoke to him and said, son, even though you are going through this valley, you will hear the voice. Hallelujah. A voice that is above the voice of the mulberry tree. The wind that was above the voice of your weeping. Come on. Hallelujah. Tonight I pray. Hallelujah. When you cry before God, there is a voice that is going to come above the voice of your weeping. Oh, there is a voice of victory is coming. Open your mouth and say, my victory is coming. Oh, joy comes in the morning. There is a voice that is above the voice of my weeping. In the name of the Lord, there is a voice that is a voice above. Hallelujah. The voice of my cancer. There is a voice that is a voice above the voice of my attack. Come on, somebody. There is a voice that is about the voice of the enemy. There's a voice that is about the voice of the lie. The victory is on the way. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. There is a sound about the sound of every weeping because victory is coming. When you sense that, know that victory is coming. Tonight, if you're sensing that in your spirit tonight, oh, pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 If you had a night of weeping, a season of joy is coming. Hallelujah. If you don't quit tonight, don't quit in your mind. Don't quit in your heart tonight. Hallelujah. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
Glory to God. There are certain things in your life that should never lose. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, when enemy comes in one way, Hallelujah. If you trust in the Lord, He will flee in seven ways. He will restore everything. You will recover it all. You will restore everything. God will restore everything that you have lost. You will recover it all. Open your mouth and say, I will recover it all. Amen. That's the time that you should go before the Lord in weeping. Hallelujah. And may, the Bible says, Hallelujah. He will make the baka spring. You shall make the weeping into a song. Come on, you shall make the weeping, hallelujah, into a something marvelous, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He who sow precious tears, hallelujah. Precious seed of tears shall come back. Sheaves, hallelujah. Amen. He who sow in tears shall reap with joy. Hallelujah. Carrying sheaves, hallelujah. It's a precious seed. Praise the Lord. When you are doing it before God, when you approach the throne of grace with boldness, when you come into the presence of God, it's a precious seed that can stir up a harvest. Hallelujah. Oh, Rababa, Now look at the 18th chapter of Genesis where Abraham was in the tents of Mamre, where the divinity, Father, Son of the Holy Spirit, angels, you know, ran towards and he bowed down. See, you're not too big. Too big. Don't become ever too big that you can't bow before God. Hallelujah. Amen. Never become too proud and too big that you can bow before the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. There's somebody who can do that. You can trust them, I think. Somebody who can really have that kind of tears, you can trust them. Never reach a stage in your life where you feel you don't need to humble yourself before the presence of God. You don't need to fall prostrate. Look at David. He was a man, but he fell down at the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you go through the valley of Baca, don't take residence there. Don't put a tent there. Don't settle there. Don't be passive there. Go through it. Go through it. Go through it in faith. Step out in faith. And God will remove that place of hallelujah attack and will bring you into a place of recovery. Get into a recovery mode in the name of the Lord. If he can't recover it, he will replace it with something better. Come on. If you can't recover it, he will replace it with something even better. In the name of Jesus. God is releasing a replacement to some people's life. There are things he might not be able to recover, but he's releasing something better. Oh, a better season. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at David. Your attitude matters. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, when you go through times like that, you have to ask yourself the right questions. Don't ask me, why am I going through this? Why is our family the only family going through this? Those are wrong questions. Why didn't it happen to somebody else? Is there something wrong with me? Is there something, something wrong with the church? Is there... Don't play a blame game. That's the wrong questions. 
Look at 2 Kings chapter 7 and the third verse. Four lepers. Hallelujah. Let's read that. Hallelujah. Said a right question. 2 Kings chapter 7 and the third verse. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If Why are we sitting here until we die? They are looking at a tragedy. They are, they are faced with death all around. Hallelujah. They are seeing people losing their lives all around. And they are saying, why are we sitting here until we die? Let us take a few steps of faith. Come on. Let's magnify the Lord. Let them make the steps of faith. And the Bible says, God made their steps thunder forth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God made their steps to thunder. Amen. The camp of the enemy because they took a step of faith. Hallelujah. Ask the right question. If I would walk, I shall see the glory of God. Instead of blaming somebody, hallelujah, praise God. If we would, hallelujah, take few steps of faith, we will reach our destination. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you with me, church, tonight? Ask yourself the right questions. Hallelujah. They walked into a better and a brighter tomorrow. Because they ask themselves a right question. Some of you are going to get to a brighter tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Right questions will take you to your brighter tomorrow. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Number two, when you go through a season like this, an awful season, how do you recover it all? How do you recover it all? Number two, don't become bitter. One of the attitudes that David had, he refused to be bitter. He could have said, Lord, you promised with long life you shall satisfy. You promised that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. He could have become bitter towards God. He would have asked, why is this happening to my life? The people who he helped are ready to stone him now. He could have said, what is this, Lord? All my life has been wasted taking care of these people to make them something, somebody great. Now, in a time of a battle, instead of standing together, these guys are ready to stone me. He could have become bitter about the people. The people we had trained, mentored, are coming against him. It's not a word of support. Now, blaming their own leader. That's how people are. People always look somebody to blame for the mess they're going through. If they don't see anybody, they speak about their pastor, their leader, who God has put over their lives. Hallelujah. When God does something for people, they say, God did it. Thanks be to God. Give Him all the glory. When something doesn't happen in their lives, they immediately point the finger at the pastor and say, Pastor didn't do this, pastor didn't pray enough, pastor didn't fast enough. May those kind of blame game be broken. This root of bitterness be broken in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. In your family mess, don't look for each other to blame. Don't look for somebody outside to blame. If it is breaking down, you are the reason. Take responsibility for your action. If you're coming down, take responsibility. Don't blame your peers. 
your co-worker for the mess that you're going through. Hallelujah. Amen. You can never have the grace of God operating, the recovery grace of God operating in your life when you stay in bitterness. Look at the scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, 14 to 16. Hebrews chapter 12, 14 to 16. Hallelujah. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness bringing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up causing trouble. Root of bitterness springing up causing trouble and defiling. So bitterness will spring up trouble. Trouble in your health. Trouble in your relationships. Trouble in your job. So you have to deal with those bitterness by the grace of God. As a matter of fact, if you don't do it, the amplified version, it says you will fall back. You will fall back. You won't be able to secure the grace of God. That security that you had in the grace of God suddenly leaves you if you stay in bitterness. Oh, come on somebody. Our greatest security is the security in the grace of God. But if you stay in bitterness, that security will go. You will fall short. May let that never happen to you in the name of the Lord. I have seen some people and say, they are no longer secure in the grace of God. They are all over the place. I can see bitterness in their eyes. Tonight may be broken in the name of Jesus. There is trouble. There is trouble. Bible says, hallelujah, in Proverbs 24, if you fall in the days of your adversity, how small is your strength? Don't fall. Cling back through the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Sometimes, you know, when you go through situations like this, there will be cursing words coming up. Why did I born? Why did I born into this family? Why did I happen to marry this person? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You curse yourself. You curse other people. That's sick lag. When you go through a sick lag, you begin to rehearse in your mind. When you are bitter, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? Hallelujah. So tonight, don't curse it. Don't rehearse it. Don't disperse it. Hallelujah. There is one way to get out of this. Rehearse it. Hallelujah. Release yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Reverse it. Hallelujah. Not rehearse it. Reverse it through the grace of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Sometimes we rehearse it. Hallelujah. Sometimes we keep rehearsing in my mind of the bitterness of what we have gone through. Sometimes you keep cursing the person. It goes through your mind. You disperse it. But tonight, by the grace of God, reverse it. Everybody said, I will reverse it. I will reverse it. Hallelujah. The seed will be eradicated. 
if you re- reverse it, if you are decided to re- reverse it and release it into the grace of God, that seed of the root of bitterness will be eradicated before it becomes a root. Tonight, every problem in the seed stage be broken in the name of the Lord. Every problem, every root of bitterness in the seed stage be broken tonight in the name of the Lord. If some of you are in the root stage, let that too be broken and be uprooted in the name of Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. All when you are decided to reverse it. Amen. Everybody is going to reverse it in the name of Jesus. How do you reverse it? By forgiveness. Prayer that Jesus spoke, forgive my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. If there is no forgiveness, then you are not giving any kind of value to the cross. Anybody who value the cross, not only receive forgiveness, God saying, you will forgive, you have to. It's the front and the back side of the coin. Forgive my sins. Look at the boldness of that prayer. As I forgive. Because you can never be forgiven and not forgive. It's impossible. In other words, God is saying, it's impossible. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, As the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender (coughs) mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You also must do. (laughs) Wow. That's what I told you. You must do. If Christ forgave you, you must do it. Forgive each other. Wow. Glory to God. Every root of bitterness and unforgiveness tonight be broken, be destroyed by the anointing oil that is flowing through this word tonight in the power of the Holy Ghost. May you be free tonight in the power of His Holy Blood. May your atmosphere be clean and cleared in the name of the Lord, cleansed through the power of His forgiveness. May the forgiving grace of God clear the air above. Hallelujah. Your family, your home, your church in the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. There is power. Look at the bitter water. In Exodus chapter 15, when they came, the Bible says there was bitter water. And people started complaining because the waters were mara. Mara means bitter. The Bible says, Moses lifted up his eyes, saw the tree, and God said, cut that tree and put it into that water and it became sweet again. How do you do it? Put that tree, put that tree in the place of your pain, in the place of your bitterness, in the place of your loss, in the place of your sickness, on the place of your children. How do you do it? Proverbs 15, 4 says, how do you do it? What is the tree? Hallelujah. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. You do it by your tongue. Hallelujah. The tree is your very words. You say, 
in the name of Jesus sir i put her life into my children i put health into my family i speak for blessing into my relationships i speak for grace into my ministry i speak for hallelujah oh hallelujah forgiveness hallelujah into my relationships it is through your mouth that you 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 release hallelujah god's grace hallelujah god's healing and turn the bitter waters into sweet tonight let there be that kind of experience happen tonight overturned by the words that you speak tonight hallelujah glory to god not critical words bitterness can be reversed by your mouth when you when you release words of forgiveness i remember still the person who i have had the unforgiveness the most i had to keep blessing him i didn't know the word that <laughs> that time but i had to keep blessing him till that spirit of unforgiveness was broken hallelujah this david did when people were ready to stone him <laughs> bible says guard your heart out of it comes the issues of life it's very important what you put into your heart because in a trying moment what you put into your heart is what going to come out of your mouth very important guard your heart put words of grace put words of life please receive this word put your word in and then release it release it release it the bible says it's a tree of life amen so what did david do he wept number 2 he did not hold bitterness in an awful time how did it turn into a victory number 3 1 samuel 36 he encouraged himself 1 Samuel 30 and the 6th verse says but David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people were grieved every man for his sons and his daughters but David strengthened himself in the presence of God <clears throat> in the Lord is God we know that another version says David encouraged himself in the Lord is God he was not encouraged by looking at the circumstances because circumstances look terrible there's not enough money sometimes people there's not even a money everybody is attacking me right left and center if enemy comes you know it comes one problem after another i am feeling lost i am feeling grieved i am feeling bitter i i feel like that i never had convictions i am moving according to what i feel and what i sense and what i see rather than what i believed it's happening sometimes people say am i christian those self doubt is coming in hallelujah sometimes you look at your past my age i'm not getting married i'm not getting a job not having a baby my house i'm paying loan after loan after loan there is nothing to save up i'm almost half of my age i'm in my 40s still living in rented places that's what what david situation sick like his tent is on fire everything taken away but david encouraged himself in the presence of god hallelujah children taken finances gone job car lost but everybody say but david encouraged himself in the presence of the lord hallelujah he said lord i need the grace of god to encourage myself he surrendered himself hallelujah that one one of the other version says it means actually to limit your focus to god alone you bring yourself where you can only see god alone that's what prayer is all about sometimes you have to remove yourself everything else and to bring you it's called the tunnel vision 
you can only see that little light that you see through the tunnel is God. You can only see God. Tunnel vision. Hallelujah. You need to limit your focus. David using these words, you know, magnify the Lord together. Let us exalt His name. He magnified the Lord. When you are going through trouble, you don't magnify the problems. You magnify the, you don't magnify the depression. You put that lens on God and make Him bigger than your problem. You know, one prayer becomes a reality when God looks bigger than your problem. God looks bigger than your financial debt. When God looks bigger than your marriage problem. Hallelujah. Your vision begins to change. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. To focus on the Lord alone, not the words of people, not what's happening in social media, not what's happening around you. Be focused on Jesus, the good shepherd, Christ alone. When you are looking to broaden your vision, hallelujah. Tunnel your vision on Jesus alone. Don't broaden it to everybody. Tunnel, only Jesus you can see. Hallelujah. Only space that you have is space for Jesus. He's the pioneer and the perfecter. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and the last. Hallelujah. He's the God who supplies. He's the El Elyon. He's the Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Shema. He's Jehovah Mekadesh. He's Jehovah. Hallelujah. He's here with me. I can only see Him. Galatians 1.10, I think Paul says, if I try to please men, I still cannot serve God. I cannot be a servant of God. He said, I have a tunnel vision. I can only serve God. I can only see Him. I cannot, don't care what people think about me. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> One of the worst words God was stirring in my heart. If you're still trying to please men, you cannot be a servant of God. No pleasing people. I'm secure. In the person who is serving God. The God who Daniel served continually will deliver him. Daniel had a tunnel vision. He did not see the lion. He did not see the den. He did not see Nebuchadnezzar. He looked to the God who served continually. And that God came inside the den and closed the mouth of the lion. Come on somebody tonight. That's what tunnel vision is all about. Can at least see God. Hallelujah. He is the miracle worker. Hallelujah. He is God alone. He is the line of the tribe of Judah. He is the one who has the keys of death and hates. Demons tremble. Hallelujah. Attack leaves when you look to Jesus. Bible says at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, under the earth. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God. Put your focus on him. Hallelujah. Another version says in uh, Acts 26 2, you know, the scripture says, look at what Paul is telling Agrippa. He said, I think myself happy. Hallelujah. He's saying, I think myself happy. Paul, hallelujah. Encouraging. Another word for it. I'm thinking myself happy. Hallelujah. Paul is standing on trial before Agrippa and saying, I think. In other words, he's saying, 
I command my emotional state to be happy. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. He's commanding, he's choosing joy of the Lord as his dominant emotion. How many of you will, <laughs> hallelujah, when, when you're going through certain trials in your life, that you are making joy of the Lord as your dominant emotion. Oh, ra, ba, 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 te, re, te, re, te, re. Every grief, hallelujah. Spirit of grief be broken tonight. Spirit of sorrow be broken tonight. Oh, may the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy fill you to the overflowing in the name of Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Put your saying, I put my joy as my dominant emotion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Consistently cheerful. I pray that December you will be consistently cheerful. Glory, 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 glory. Say, open your mouth. I'll be consistently cheerful in December. Not, uh, hallelujah, consistently worrying. Not consistently in under depression. When you magnify the Lord, hallelujah, God will magnify your steps like he did for four lepers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God is bigger. Hallelujah. That's what grace of God does for you. Just I think myself happy. Hallelujah. Everything that should have distressed, departed, man, you find joy in Jesus. Wow. Let it be removed tonight. Everything that makes you feel sorry for yourself, makes you anxious, afraid, doesn't matter what the power and the largeness of the battle is, but you will not be defeated if you find your joy in the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You have to say, I encourage myself. Amen. One of the versions says in Acts 2, when the Spirit of God came upon the people, hallelujah, the Bible says, everybody heard they magnifying the Lord. People heard they magnifying the Lord. Oh, Rabba, Kasha, Taro, Rabba. Your negative emotions will be subdued to the Holy Spirit when you pray in the Holy Ghost. When you magnify the Lord in praying in tongues. Every negative emotions will depart. Positive emotions will come. Joy, peace, restoration thoughts will come in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. Number four. He wept. He was not bitter. He encouraged himself. Number four. He inquired of the Lord. Should I go after them? The Bible says he got a word. It's like, go after. Shall pursue them and overtake them and recover all. There are two words in the Bible. One is logos, which means the written word. Another one is called rhema. Rhema is a spoken, specific, now word for the right person at the right time. Hallelujah. Logos is written word, the Bible, the scriptures. But Rema is a spoken, specific, now word for the right person at the right time. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you need to hear a Rema word from God. Hallelujah. When David heard that word, it was like a thunder in the spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. Every fear went. Hallelujah. Every anxiety, depression went because the Rema word is like a thunderous word in your spirit. Hallelujah. That gives you the energy and the capacity. Hallelujah. To see your victory even before you start. Wow, 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 wow. 
Victory by the blood of Jesus. David against all odds. So pictures of victory. That's what Rhema can do. It can release the, hallelujah, photograph of your victory. Oh, tonight in the name of the Lord, this December, may you reserve, receive a photographic vision of your victory over your life, over your destiny. Come on, instead of depression and sorrow, in the name of the Lord, may the pictures of God, the vision of God, take over your life. I told you December, God will release His vision over your life in the name of the Lord. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Rima comes in with job to take, who to marry, which travel nation to travel, what should I do for the Lord, which business that I do, which shares did I put my money in. The Holy Spirit speaks to you clearly. David inquired, shall I pursue after the troops? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue, surely, come on, surely you don't overtake without faith and recover them all. Open your mouth and say, I will recover them all. Every time you hear the word, it's when that picture comes in. It's picture that becomes a vision. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why you have to spend time alone with God. And you have to hear the Holy Spirit say, you'll recover it all. And it's had to come in the form of a pictures. And you know it. That's it. That's it. It's mine. But if your vision is one of failing, people say, I'm so trust. I'm so tired to try again. That means you have not heard a word from God. Your vision is your future. Ah, your vision is your future. What God shows you through that rhema is your future. The pictures that came through that spoken word, it's your future. Look at Job 39 and the 29th verse. The Bible says, where there is spice out of the prey, its eyes observe from afar. Eagle's eyes see from afar. I pray that you'll have an eagle vision. You see the danger from afar. You see your life from afar. You are not a chicken. You are not an old McDonald's. You are not from old McDonald's farm. Amen. You are an eagle. You are from an eagle family. Look at somebody and say, you are from an eagle family. Petra Church is from an eagle's family. I will see the far, the purpose and the plans of God from my, for my life. I will see from far what, what God has for me. I can see clearly. Hallelujah. The word of God, the Rima word will paint a picture in your heart and nobody can break. Here David saw that God is a God who will give victory in the most awful, most dangerous, most uncertain times. He saw God giving him complete victory. Tonight, in the uncertain 2022 for some people, in the tragic 2022 for some people, may the Lord still make it a hallelujah year for you in the name of Jesus. Because God's word is true. God's word is unfailing. It's settled in heaven. In the name of Jesus. Seven times you find the scripture. What do you see? What do you see? 
you got to see yourself as grace-filled, favor-filled, walking in the blessing of God, healthy, living long for the glory of God, serving Jesus, accomplishing all that God has called you to do. Hallelujah. Till the last breath or till Jesus comes, you have to see yourself as somebody who is blessed and your children blessed. Oh, And that stops the devil. That weakens the devil. That defeats the devil. The picture of God is what defeats the devil. Oh, the rhema of God is what defeats the devil. Somebody said fear is a dark room where the negatives are developed. But faith is a room where the positives are developed. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything scary is developed in the room of fear. Everything bold is developed in the room of faith. Hallelujah. In the room of faith, David said, I will recover it all. Open your mouth and say, everything will be restored. I will recover it all. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes a preacher can preach his throat out. Preacher can preach in the best messages. You know, it's not about whether you like the message or not. It's about whether the message has changed your attitude, changed your picture about your life, changed your action, changed your mindset. That's what a good message is. That's where deliverance happens. That's where power is released. It's not whether you've heard a good message. It's not whether you put my, me marks. You putting me marks doesn't help me or help you. It's what I'm preaching is changing you and changing me and changing our attitudes and changing our mindset. That's where deliverance comes in. Hallelujah. Look at Genesis 13, 14 to 15. The Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place you are to northward. Look from the place you are. Look from the place you are to northward, southward, eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you, to your descendants forever. Come on. All the land which you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, every spirit of blindness be broken. All the land which you see. Oh, oh open your eyes, oh Lord. Open our eyes that we'll see. Oh, Rabba I will give it unto you. Don't be confined to where you are right now. Look up to Jesus and look to what He's showing you. As long, as far as you could see, I will give it to you. Can you see yourself healthy? Can you see yourself as a miracle worker? Can you see yourself in the ministry? Can you see yourself prosperous? Can you see yourself being a hallelujah, nation changer, life changer, history maker? Can you see yourself walking in the best of God, in the worst of times? Oh, come on somebody tonight. Can you see yourself reaching out to your family and saving them for the gospel? Can you see? Hallelujah. Can you see yourself recovering it all? Oh, Rabaka. Can you see yourself in that grace? Can you see yourself in your happy marriage? Tonight, can you see yourself being free from that addiction? That alcoholic addiction, pornographic addiction. Can you see yourself? Hallelujah. That's what David saw. He had a vision of his victory. In the worst day of his life, he got a vision from God. Number five, 
when grace helps you to recover the fifth thing david became mad at the devil his fellow soldiers got mad at david but david got mad at the devil your husbands get mad at the wife but if the wife also get mad that's <laughs> confused utter confused the devil becomes happy the wife will get mad at the devil peace will be restored at home come on come on come on come on come on bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities and powers of darkness hallelujah don't become mad at each other when there is a madness happening you be the first person to smile that breaks the power of the enemy at home oh that breaks the power of enemy's attack oh ya kabaro talaba lempeni osto that break the power of darkness and blindness and open the eyes of everybody at home that oh break through that is where breakthrough is coming hallelujah that atmosphere change hallelujah 1 samuel 30 and 16 verse the bible says when he had brought him down there they were spread out over the land eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which he had taken from the land of philistines and from the land of juda see look at what they are doing look at they were so happy that the people of god were defeated have you seen there are so many people when they see god's servants god's people are defeated they are actually drinking and clapping eh? they are actually not with you they are actually happy they are celebrating the defeat of God's people and David looked and he saw the people his family who were belittled by the devil his wives maybe they were about to publicly morally hurt them they were drinking in front of them dancing with their wives ill treating their children putting them in chains drinking from the cup david drank to use it for unholy purposes hallelujah david did not get mad at people around him he got mad at the devil the enemy unless you come into a place you get mad at the spiritual principality authorities and dominions you can never have the victory come on somebody tonight unless you get upset hallelujah with the devil that is trying to destroy your destiny your future you cannot have restoration recovery para bashikara david and 600 men the bible says attacked them all night and all day they were not reclining in the lazy chair taking a cup of juice <laughs> they have decided we cannot allow this kind of spirit to touch our family again we cannot have such a day again in my life 
we have to take authority over the princes and the powers of the enemy. Oh, but through prayer, through tears, through fasting, we have to be so encouraged that we have to break the shackles of the devil's control over our lives. They got so mad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They, they broke the power of the devil. Wow. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. David recovered it all. You have to come into that place and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Are you with me, church, tonight? And when you read Matthew 25, 41, God prepared the devil because there was a certain kind of anger Jesus had, God had towards the devil. He was mad at the devil. So the hell was actually created for the devil. One of these days, one of the angels will just tie him and throw him. <laughs> one small angel is enough to throw this devil into the fire. Hell is not for us. Not for the one who believeth in him. Confessed him as Lord and Savior. It is for the devil. It was God's madness. I mean, God's anger, mad at the devil. He made heaven, hell to throw him there. Hallelujah. But he's good to the one who loves him. He gave such a victory to the devil, David and his people that it took three days to take the spoil. For one day of attack, David and his men it took three days to take the gold and the silver, recover it all more than what they had. Come on, that kind of victory is coming. That kind of victory is coming. Devil will not take glory over your situation. God will take glory over your situation. Lift your hands and say, that kind of victory is coming. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight might be your in-between night. Hallelujah. And God, in the worst awful day of your life, He will give you the grace to recover it all. In the name of Jesus. Let's close our eyes in prayer tonight.